And welcome back to the Mixed Martial Arts Street Podcast. This will be our third episode. And we'll be covering the fights that happened on Saturday, December 4th. That is UFC Fight Night Font versus Aldo. Do the fight nights have numbers? Yeah, it's like UFC in Vegas okay. on it's 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 a large number, but fight night's just an easier way to to describe it yeah. because the ones with numbers are the the ones they put on pay-per-views. So Okay, that makes sense. I mean, um we had uh six fights six Ooh. on the main card as opposed uh to to five. So, um an extra a little bonus fight, mm-hmm. which means we had to pick one more fight. Um, so our, our picks will be out of six instead of out of five. Um, and of course, of course, our, our host of the evening. Oh, right. Bobby, we forgot to introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah, that, that's my to, name. Before we get too far into <laughs> it. Yeah, um, I'm Bobby, and I'm joined by... Ben. This is Ben. He's my co-host. Just us today. We don't have any special guests. No. Um, back to the basics. Back to the basics, but, you know, that's all right. Um, I do want to bring up our roommate who... Um, Picked five out of six on the main card. Very impressive. Um, he had Alex Morono, Chris Curtis, Jamal Hill, Rafael Faziv, and Jose Aldo. The only one he missed was um, Leonardo Santos. He picked Leonardo Santos over uh, Clay Guida. Guida. Clay Guida. I didn't. The veteran. Yeah, you did have Guida. Mm-hmm. Congrats on that. Was you I were, the only one? You were the only one of, yeah. of us three. Um, you went three of five. Three of six. Correct. I just said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I felt um, good about three of six. Fifty percent. Fifty percent is a great. That's a great benchmark yeah. to have. I mean, it's a every fight's a fifty-fifty. There's two men in there. So <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So there you go. Yeah. You're right. You're right on on pace. You had a uh, Alex Morono, Chris Curtis, and Clay Guida. Um, I went two out of six this week. This was not my best week. No, um, bad week for Bobby. I had a, I had Alex Morono and I had Rafael Faziv. Um, I picked Brendan Allen over Chris Curtis. That didn't hit. I picked Leonardo Santos over Clay Guida. That obviously did not hit. Did not hit. And then um, I had Jim Crute over Jamal Hill. Um, spectacular finish by Jamal Hill. We'll talk about that in just a little bit. And then I had uh, Rob Font over uh, Jose Aldo, as most people did. A lot of people counted out Jose Aldo. I think uh, Jose Aldo gained a lot of respect back in the yeah. eyes of many. He's, he's a lot older than Rob Font, isn't he? He's he's uh, a little bit older, I okay. have to say. I think uh, he, he he is a little older. You can uh, fact check that if you would if you like. Um, I shall. <laughs> But yeah, no. Congratulate Cello wanted wanted me to congratulate him. So congratulations to Cello for picking five out of six on the main card. That's spectacular. Um, I will say we'll we'll jump right into um, the prelims here. Um, not too many uh, big headlines, I guess, on the prelims. Um, Claudio Pu- Puelis had a crazy knee bar. Oh. Um, I think the what 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 does it say there? Thirty five. Uh, yeah. Rob Font is 34 and Jose Aldo is 35. Wow. So I think Ro- I think Rob Font also uh, he he might be an Ultimate Fighter. I think he won the oh. Ultimate Fighter. Um, I'm gonna. I can I can look that up. Keep going. Oh, all right. Well, um, back to what I was talking yeah, about. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry, Claudio Puelas. Um, fantastic knee bar. Um, the commentary team Bisping and um, 
and Anik, I believe, were were saying that it was an ankle lock. It was a, it was definitely a knee bar. That was a knee bar attempt, and one of one of my favorite finishes on the night. Um, the first fight on the prelims, Louis Smolka versus uh, Vince Morales. Um, Smolka, a guy who was uh, originally uh, scheduled a while ago to fight O'Malley. Um, he's, a, he's an oversized flyweight, as most of O'Malley's opponents are. Um, and he got turned around by, uh, by Vince Morales. He, he got hit with a right hook that had him turned 180 when he hit the ground. And pretty good stoppage to, to end that one. Um, but the main thing, the main thing I, I, uh, on the prelims, Manel Cop. Yep. My lock, lock of the week. Your lock of the week. Cat, he cashed with a, a first round KO over, um, uh, he calls him Borat, but I believe his name is Jalgis Jumagulov is his name. Great pronunciation. Um, yeah. Right. Oh, oh, I'm definitely right. I've, okay. I've, I've been watching this Jalgis Jumagulov guy so many times this past week. Um, for reasons I'll talk about later too. Mm-hmm. Um, does he impress me? I think I think he's got a very tough attitude, and I actually believe he was snubbed out of one of his uh, one of his uh, decision losses. May have been a win for him. I'll talk about that later though. We'll get into that um, a little bit later. Um, but why don't we just jump straight into um, our main card because that's where our picks were. That's mm-hmm. what you really um, came here for. Um, yeah, Alex Morono. Oh, I was just gonna say there were some good fights in the prelims, there were, though. There were some. There were some great finishes mm-hmm. and some pretty good fights on the prelims. I would agree. Very fun prelim. Um, and obviously Manel Cop being the the highlight in my opinion. I agree. Um, congratulations to Starboy. Um, but why don't we why don't we go ahead and jump right in and talk about Alex Morono and Mickey Gall? All right. Um, Alex Morono, um, he's coming off uh, a win over Cowboy, Donald Cowboy Cerrone, and then a, a decision win in September over David Z- uh, Zawada. So he's coming into this fight, he's already 2-0 and on the year, and he's looking to kind of cap off the year with uh, to stay undefeated for 2021. Um, Mickey Gall doesn't fight very often. Um, some of his, uh, I mean... I would say his most impressive win. Uh, he had he had a pretty good fight against Platinum Mike Perry, um, but everyone kind of knows Mickey Gall as the guy who beat CM Punk, um, which isn't a very um, isn't a very good uh, thing to be to be known for. Yeah. But um, he he doesn't fight very often, so that this fight this matchup against Alex Morono just it 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 was a weird matchup for me. I mean. I, there's a reason that almost everyone picked Alex Morono in this fight. Mickey Gall doesn't doesn't really show out. So um, it was a it was a unanimous decision victory for uh, Alex Morono and forget that fight. What's that? Who remind me? Who is? Yeah, no, it, that's what I caught me off yeah. guard because it's like our light is flickering in the studio here. It's like we're it's like we're being haunted by yeah. ghosts. Okay, moving on. Could be the um. Schlievovitz in the corner. Could be. <laughs> Just tempting us. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um, who is CM Punk again? I'm sorry, kind of backtracking. Oh sure, well I'll talk is about CM a, Punk real quick. 
Is he, what is it, WWE guy? So CM Punk was, he was, yes, he was with the WWE and he was okay. a champion for a long time, I believe, in the WWE. Yeah. And he, out of nowhere, basically decided, I want to go try MMA. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, there's, this isn't, he's not the first WWE superstar to do this. Obviously, Brock Lesnar did it. Yep. And was very successful. Very successful. <laughs> Although, I think the difference here is Brock Lesnar was an all American T1 wrestler. Yep. And CM Punk was, what are, what are they called? WWE superstars. Um, they call them shoot, what is it? I guess shoot fighters, technically. But, um, there's a word I'm 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 looking for. They call them W. I mean, like I could say they call them WWE superstars. They're not fighters. They're oh, in a way superstars. Yeah, in yeah. a way they're just they're personalities that um that know how to shoot fight. You're right. Yeah. That like can shoot fight. MMA isn't a shoot fight though. No, That's not. It's a bloodbath. You you get some pretty good shoot fighters mm-hmm. MMA. I mean. The Shamrock Brothers, Ken and Frank Shamrock, yeah. were shoot fighters yeah. in in New Japan and pro a wrestling. Bunch of the the first UFCs too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which are super entertaining. We got to do a special episode. We'll have about to do those. a special yeah. episode about um about Hoist Gracie. Hoist Gracie, oh. the Gracie clan. Yeah, they're 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 spectacular. But um yeah, definitely get into that. But yeah, I mean, when you look at at um, Mickey Gall and. Having that as what you're known for, it's not a it's not a great claim to fame. No. And although his jujitsu is um, it's it's very good, um, I don't think his stand up really compares with anyone at, at welterweight. Um, and Alex Morono, uh, he, he made he made that clear on mm-hmm. Saturday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, what was really cool, um, I don't know if you want to click that link there, but um, Alex Morono, his his dad got to be there. And this is the first time his dad has gotten to see him fight live, oh. um, which which is amazing. He he they cut to his dad after like in the post fight interview, mm-hmm. and his dad is extremely emotional. And Alex Morono basically talked about how so he'd touching. used to watch Fuel TV yeah, with is. his dad. He watched UFC. That's so touching. Look at oh, so and his dad's touching. so happy. Yeah, that's awesome. Tears of joy. Beautiful. They talked about how they used to watch UFC on Fuel TV, and then um, I made I made it. Um, I, t- I turned to Cello and I said he was probably watching Clay Guida, who's fighting two oh. fights after him. Yeah. he probably saw him fight with his dad 15 like, years ago. Growing up, that's crazy to me. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's so cool. His dad being at the first fight, and it's like, oh, Clay Guida's fighting. Like we used to watch him. Now yeah. they could watch him together again. Like live, but it live. in person. Yeah. That's so cool. So cool to see. Um, congratulations to Alex Morono. Um, great win. I see. I see him going. Um, going places. I hope he gets a, a fighter in the top fifteen next. I mean, he's strung three good wins together over Cerrone, um, David Zawada, and Mickey Gall. Yeah. It, it's a. It's about time he gets someone in the top fifteen. If you look at his losses, he has too. Um, they're not horrible losses. Anthony Pettis, no, yeah. one of I, I I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame yet. I feel like he will be a Hall of Famer. Um, Anthony Showtime Pettis, and I mean a loss to Chaos Williams. That's that's Chaos Williams is you you know Chaos, Chaos. Williams. He, I, I think he I comes know Chaos. he comes out of the gates and he's he 
it, you could look up Chaos Williams versus Alex Morono. It's a 27-second fight. Oh, my god! It was very quick. Chaos Williams, he, he, he's, a, he's, an all, he's an all-out brawler, and he comes out swinging. Um, he brings the chaos, as his name says. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, here you go. Keep talking. I want to watch this. Oh, absolutely. Um, so those were his only – oh, no, no, no. That's not true. He, he lost twice before that, um, both of which were he lo- won by split decision and won by um, unanimous decision to Jordan Mine. Yeah. Very uh, beat down, man. And he, has a, and he lands the backflip. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man. Yeah, Alex has definitely come a long way since then. Yeah, that was uh, that was a year and a half ago, and since then he's he's piled he's four and one. Yeah. So and the only loss is to Anthony Pettis. I I see Morono as a top fifteen guy, and I really hope um, he he gets a, a fight against a top fifteen guy next up. I believe he deserves it. Love to see it. Um, do you want to let's move on to next one. to Action Man? Um, so this was uh, Brendan Allen versus Chris Curtis. I believe Brendan Allen was a minus two, two, between two, minus 250 and minus 300. Somewhere between there. I don't know the, ex- the exact odds, but um, very overwhelming favorite. Chris Curtis, obviously, um, coming off a spectacular knockout in his last fight, um, yeah. but really wasn't shown a lot of love um, from Vegas coming into this one. And in a, on a lot of people's he uh, radars, he proved just about everyone wrong. Yeah. So here, yeah, this is Jeez the the finish here. He's just man. piling it on here. I mean, knees, elbows, hooks, and good that's, for Allen for yeah. standing up that long. That's I mean, just a show of toughness. Look, I mean, look at this. Oh, wait, Boom! Uppercut, it. body shot, and then that right hook right rocks hook. him horribly. Like, almost went parallel with the mat but somehow stayed up and then he lands a left hook a knee it just and it's just and a beat down against the left cage. uppercut right uppercut yeah all in the clinch more right uppercuts one to body the body shots yeah another right uppercut he's got yeah and then a right elbow in his fist. a knee another right uppercut and just yeah. that knee finished that was was that Herb Dean? Accumulation of damage. Great. I do believe. Good stoppage from Herb yeah, Dean. Yeah, that was, that was good stoppage. Thanks, Herb. He, he probably could have stopped it earlier, but he was still he was still standing, fighting well, somewhat. I mean, it's Chris Action Man Curtis, so yeah. you got you got to have a little, little bit of action mm-hmm. there. Right, a little bit so, of action. Um, but n- not a horrible stoppage from Herb Dean. Um, but congratulations. I believe uh, Chris Action Man Curtis, after he wins his fights, he always, he always does like one of these. I don't really like, know what that is. Is that Usain Bolt? Maybe. I just doesn't. I think you're right. I do think it's Usain like the, Bolt does like It's like the like pointing. A, it's, he almost makes like a, a Nike swoosh. With his hands. Yeah. Um, but it's like a flex. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Shout out Usain Bolt if he's listening. I. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to yeah. the the Mixed Martial Artistry podcast, Usain Bolt. We appreciate it. Um, so now that with that win... That's one, two, three, four, five, Ooh. six, seven in a row yeah. for the action man. Um, yeah. And although it's it's only his second fight in the UFC, the names he's beaten now and beaten handedly, Phil Haas, 
and Brendan Allen. Both both fights, he a, was a month apart from each other too. Yeah, yeah. He he. It's ridiculous. Huge turnaround on this fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he came he came right back around, and the fight with Phil Haas, it didn't even get out of the first round. Yeah. So um, well, I'm sure we'll talk about Almost that fight. Did, but that'll be that'll be our our bonus episode because that happened on the Usman Covington too oh. undercard. So I'm sure we'll talk more mm-hmm. about Chris Curtis then, but um. Obviously, congratulations to him. That was a spectacular finish. And I apologize for not picking you. I, I think uh, I don't think I'm going to be picking against uh, Chris Curtis in the I, near future. I definitely won't. Um, he definitely uh, proved himself this week. Um, let's jump right into Clay Guida, UFC Hall of Famer. Clay he Guida. He is. He got he got inducted why, into the Hall of Fame in 2019, why, and he's still fighting. Yeah. Why? How? How is that? Um, I mean, he's been fighting in the, the UFC for uh, forever. Like, um, well, I mean, you would think, like, I feel like most sports, you have to be retired for a certain amount of years before you can get into the Hall of Fame. Um, I, I just don't think that's the case okay. in, in, I guess, in UFC. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Clay Guida isn't most people, so I'm sure yeah. most people would be retired. Um, he He's fought, um, allow me to tile these up one two three four um five six seven you eight, actually just gonna nine, count them out loud. 10 11 <laughs> 13 15 yeah this is gonna take a while nice eight, counting, just look 18, at his record 20 i mean i can't because those some of the fights are outside of it 22 oh man 29 30 we're still going now we're getting into see i'm at he I'm at 30 fights, and I'm counting these newest to oldest. We're now at UFC 74. 58. Um, that 58 was his first one? or no, 58, 58 fights. fights. No, 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 but I'm trying to figure out how many he has. he's had in the UFC. Oh. So 58 total. You're right. Total. That's That's are obviously ridiculous. Is, but, that, um, is that – look at this picture of him. That's him. That's a very old picture. Yeah, very old. He looks like a – he looks like a He's surfer. got a very youthful glow to him. Yeah. yeah. Um, 33. 34 professional fights in the UFC. His UFC debut was at UFC 64 Unstoppable. That was when they weren't naming um, the cards after mm. the main event fighters. Yeah. They were just naming them like... UFC 72, victory. UFC 74, respect. Respect. Like, they just named them after random, like, words. Yeah. Which, Um, like, which, that's just how they marketed it back then. But it's just hilarious to see how long he's been fighting for. That was, this was his UFC debut. That was October 14th, 2006. Oh, here's the first, some of the first fight nights, too. He fought in fight night 13. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Sammy Schiavo. I mean the the names he's beaten too, like obviously losses to like Diego Sanchez, yeah. Kenny Florian, um, he beat but Nate he's Diaz. beaten Rafael dos Anjos, Nate Diaz, Takanormi Gomi, yeah, Anthony Pettis. Um, scroll up a little bit because there's more. Joe Lozon, um, two-time champion BJ Penn, um, Michael Johnson. He's still beating people to this day too. Like this year, he's. He's gonna finish this year two and one. He won. He won more than he lost, and the He's loss he of... had was a split decision. Mm. Clay Guida, ridiculous. Yeah. Oh man, like this guy's forty. That is 
insane. In fact, happy birthday, Clay Guida. Today is no his way. 40th birthday. Wow. December 8th, 1981. That's happy awesome. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Clay Guida. And should congrats on the win. Yeah. Should we sing him a song? What do we? Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Next one. Oh, man. Um, yeah, we can we can move on, but congrats to Clay Guida. Actually, I don't want to move on quite yet because I just want to – we haven't even talked mm. about the fight itself, really. We've just been talking so much about his oh, past. Wow. Um, Clay Guida, this, this fight against was against Leonardo Santos. Leonardo Santos is over 10 years younger than he is. Yep. He's also a I mean, jiu-jitsu black belt, and he choked him out with a rear naked choke after – this is that's uh, hard to do, man. This is in the second round. Leonardo Santos dropped him twice in the first round. Clay Guida, do, he he does not care. No, he does not care. We do not care. We, <laughs> I wish we had that as a as yeah. a soundbite. We do not care, right? Clay Guida does not care. No, he doesn't care if you're jujitsu black belt. He doesn't care if if you're ten years younger than he is. Age is just a number yeah. to Clay Guida. I mean, right. Clay Guida is like almost double the age of like some people who fight in the UFC now. Like that's crazy. Yeah, that that's that's insane to me. Like, Clay Guida has thirty-one pro MMA wins. Um, I have a feeling he's gonna. 37. By the time he retires, what did I say? Thirty-five. You said thirty-one. Oh well, I, and I and I was highlighting the number yeah. as I said it. Thirty-seven. Thank 37. you for correcting me. <laughs> I think he's gonna have more pro MMA wins than years he's been on this earth um, by the time he retires. That would be interesting. That's, that's, that's something that I'd love to see. I mean, he's, he'd get, he's, he would have to do like a few <laughs> fights a year and win them all. I mean, he's he, did, he three did three times this, year, this year, but he lost. He, he lost one, and he, he went two and one. That's, that's going to improve the— It would be interesting. I mean, he does—he just turned— 40. 40 now, or yep. he'd be 41 now. He's he's forty because I looked at his date of birth here okay. in nineteen eighty one. So forty today. Wow, that's awesome! Happy well, birthday! He's still got a chance then. That's Love a that's like an important birthday too. Like forty is like yeah. a, that's a good number to have. Jeez, man. And he's Not retiring anytime still soon. Still fighting. I hope. Yeah. I want to see him keep fighting. I mean, he's winning fights, yeah. so it's not like it's not like he's getting abused by people. Yeah. Don't fix it. So and he broke. Why not? All right. We could talk all day about Clay Guida, but uh, spectacular performance from him. Um, but why don't we move on? We'll talk about Jamal Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe you and I both picked Jimmy Crute. Yeah. Um, I just I just like Jim Crute. I think he's a, a, a tough mother effer. Yeah. Um, well, that's part of the reason why I picked Jimmy Crute, too. I was like, I didn't know too much about either of these guys, and I was like, Bobby likes Jimmy Crute. He looks like a dog too. I was like, Jimmy Crute's. Oh yeah. Mm-mm. He he he. The mullet. The mullet he, the he mullet, brought out this yeah. weekend. Um, That's really it. Had me had me very excited. <laughs> um, but obviously the spotlight was on uh, Grand Rapids guy, um, Ben Godfrey's guy, um, Jamal Hill. Does Ben Godfrey know Jamal Hill? I don't know if, I don't know if he knows him personally, but I think they're just both from Grand Rapids, okay. Michigan. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. But he uh, he texted me when the fight happened. He was like, shout out Jamal Hill. I was like, well, shout, shout out, out Ben Jam- Godfrey. Shout out Ben Godfrey. I hope he's listening yeah. to the podcast. Um, but yeah, no. 
Um, obviously, Jamal Hill is has he's he's now nine and one. His only loss was uh, when he got his arm snapped by Paul Craig. Mm. So, and even that loss, that's that was it was clear that Paul Craig, a jujitsu black belt, a jujitsu legend, yep. Paul Craig, um, had the advantage on the ground, and that's where he took it. And what I what I think is astounding about the Paul Craig uh, Jamal Hill fight was. Um, it didn't end in submission. It wasn't a submission, even though he he he, he broke his arm with an arm bar. Oh. Um, it it ended on strikes. Oh my gosh, man. Um, I don't How remember. How does he not tap? Isn't that crazy? He yeah. didn't tap. He got his arm basically taken, oh. snapped, snapped. He snapped his arm, and then <laughs> and then he proceeds to beat on him, and they stopped the fight only yeah. then. He didn't tap. He refused to tap, that? and then he stood up, was and his Herb arm Dean was like hanging. Officiating. Um, why don't Why don't you fact no. check who the who the referee was for that fight was? Because maybe maybe that was a, a miss missed call on them. But I remember watching that fight and going ooh, because ooh. when Jamal Hill stood up, you could it was evident that his arm was not connected um, completely. Oh. It was yeah. It's brutal. Brutal. Brutal stuff. Um, but but obviously, coming who's, off that loss. Who's not Herb Dean? His first win back. Oh, yeah, he's sitting there just. With his arm. There it yeah. is, yeah. He just he just flops it around, sitting there very very calmly. And that's disappointed. his. Disappointed. I want to I make a note of this real quick. That's his left arm that's broken. Um, <laughs> this weekend, he finished it with his right arm. Not his oh. left arm. I, yeah, no, I, I just wanted you, to get you. Oh, I wanted you, to tease you, you a little bit. <laughs> oh, you thought it, you thought I was gonna say. Yeah, left I was arm. gonna get all excited. No, it was a it was a right hook, but um, it it was an accumulation. Yeah. I, he did hit him with his left arm quite a bit, um, but it was a devastating uh, right hook. I hope I linked that because that. Was, oh yeah, I did. Here you go. It was a great fight. Um. So. Oh, it's not even gonna. There we go. So here's the here's the knockout. That devastating right hook. It was a check check right hook. Jimmy Crute didn't look. I mean, it was such a short fight, but Jimmy Crute didn't look bad. No, he just got sweet dreams. Rocked. Jamal Jamal sweet dreams Hill. All it yeah. takes is one from him. One, and, that's and then just, he hit him on the ground god. too, so square. Oh my god. A lot of times oh. when the when guys go to like those finishing on the ground, they'll like miss. Yeah. And usually like. The referee's coming to stop him, so they don't even really need to hit him. But mm-hmm. that one hit, like, just for good measure. Um, and great respect by Jamal Hill. I know he he got the knockout and he celebrated after mm-hmm. that. But immediately after going ah, like celebrating, mm-hmm. he went straight to Jim Jimmy Crute and yeah. made sure, made sure well, the he ref was told okay. him to uh, yeah. wait too, didn't he? Yeah. And then once they knew that Crute was awake and okay, they they allowed him to yeah basically <laughs> go over and but um I, oh man I remember that the ref. Uh, Jamal Hill goes over to like kind of squat by as close as they would let him get to him. A respectable which, distance. Yeah, respectable <laughs> distance. And the ref just kind of looks at him and gives him like a like a finger, just like give him a second, like just <laughs> hold wait. on, hold on. Yeah, he's Jamal he Hill might, like okay, he might not be alive. <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta make sure he's let him, okay. Let him um, wake up. Um, but uh, amazing, amazing, uh, amazing yeah. finish from Jamal Hill. Um, once again, I don't think I'm gonna be able to pick against him in the future. Um, unless, unless I mean, he's fighting like a jujitsu practitioner like Paul Craig. We'll see how um, 
his uh, grappling has improved. But yeah, I'm sure after getting your arm snapped like that, it's kind of like a. All right, let's get a jujitsu coach or something. <laughs> let's let's try not yeah. to let this happen in the future. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'm sure that uh, that was a big point of emphasis for him. There goes our light in the studio again. By the way, it's been doing it all episode. It's just it's it's going on and off. I don't like it when it's off. It's it makes it too dark in here. Yeah, I'm I'm scared. I feel like I'm gonna be attacked at any moment <laughs> by Jamal Hill. Um, he, he could he could put me to sleep with just one right hook. Oh, this is uh, we'll move on. This is uh, Raphael Fazeev. Um, this was him in the post fight press. This guy's gold. Yeah, no, Fazeev is 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 one of my favorites, favorite up and comers yeah. in the lightweight division. After the fight, he called out Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> he had to ask his like cornerman twice, like, what's his name? Yeah. Because like, was what's it that, DC? What's that guy's name? Mm-hmm. DC was interviewing. He's like, who? Post-fight. You gonna call anybody out? And he's like, oh yeah. What's that guy's name? What's that guy's name? And he did it twice. He had to he make sure it was right. out. He's like, uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> and they show, and Vince was there. And he's like Vince thought laughing was and clapping amazing. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I, I want to fight Vince Vaughn. <laughs> I want to fight Vince Vaughn. Which is just so odd to call out an actor to yeah. fight there like as a joke when you don't even like, he didn't even know him. No, I, I think he did know who he was. He just had to check what and see what his name yeah. was. Yeah, because it was clear he turned to him right after, and he was like... <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, gave him this smile, like, oh, yeah. No, that's hilarious. Um, but let's talk about the fight. Let's talk about Fazeev versus Riddell. Riddell versus Fazeev, mm-hmm. um, might I add. Um, Brad Riddell and Fazeev are old training partners. Oh. So the fact that this even this fight even happened in the first place is kind of odd. Um, the cool, clip though. the clip I linked there is the post fight presser, and it's basically Fazeev talking about how, um, yeah, he's happy that he won, but it's kind of bittersweet because this spinning wheel kick he landed. Yeah, you can play this here. Yeah. Spectacular boom, and he's out on his feet. Oh my gosh, he's yeah. out on his feet. He, I think he's audibly saying, "Stop, stop, yeah, stop." Yeah, he he like puts he, his hands up like like he was scared. Don't he, hit me. He's like, Please don't hit me again. Her. Does his best to get there, but it's so confusing because like a, he's clearly still st- there, yeah. but like the fight is over. He he it's, he was so weird. He goes for he's a fighter here, so he goes for the takedown, but I he doesn't even get it here. Look no. at this punches he lands. He's yeah, he was out. Um, spectacular finish for Fazeev, but the fight itself it was a um, good fight. Oh, it was a great fight. Yeah, that was the third round. That was that was the last round. And I believe that was like the last minute. Of the fight, um, um, just about. It was it was very close. Two two forty one is when they stopped it. Two forty one. Oh, okay. So there was there was a little bit of time left. Um, Look at the stress on her Dean's face as he stopped in that fight. Oh, he's like, please stop. Yeah. I I think uh, if if one of the my fighters that I was like, if I was refing a fight and one of my fighters went like this and said stop stop stop, I would definitely yeah. be a little like, okay, he need we need to stop this. So. Um, yeah, no, I think that's a fair uh, look for Herb Dean to have. Yeah, yeah, this spinning wheel kick too. Herb, look at Herb come creeping over here. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm gonna he jumps stop in. It. He's like, oh, let's see. He jumped it right, right in when, right yeah. when he does that. Great, great like, stoppage. Yeah, actually, it, it was a good stoppage. Yeah. Um, and I believe they talked about it when DC was uh, interviewing uh, Fazeev after the fight. Um, he asked why he threw that wheel kick, and um, great response for Fazeev. 
he, he hadn't thrown it basically at all through yeah. the whole fight. But he saw that every time Riddell would circle to his right, he would drop his hands down. Mm-hmm. And he took that as an opportunity to, to spin and finally, throw the yeah. wheel kick. Um, Which is just great insight, exactly what you want to see from a fighter. Spectacular. Yeah. And um, that's how they get those big knockouts like that is like you, you take your time, you wait for it, and it, yeah. li- it lined up and he was able to finish them in fantastic fashion. I wanna I wanna point this out because this is pretty funny. Uh, the only loss that Fazeev has was against Magomed Mostafayev, who, by the way, is spectacular, and I I, I love him too. Um, but it was a spinning back kick. Oh my! Gosh. In the first round, so so now uh, uh, he's got the and the punches. monkey off his back. Um, he he's thrown his own spinning kick. He yep. has his own spinning kick finish. So uh, that's that's the only loss he's had. Um, the wins he has are pretty spectacular. Mark Jacasey, um, Honado Moicano, Bobby Green, who um, Bobby King Green, that's the dude with the, the beard. He's oh, fires from the hips. Yep. Yeah, he's spectacular. And now Brad Riddell, the names he's beaten, I, I think he's got to get someone in the top eight now. You need to give him someone of relevance at lightweight because Fazeev, he's he's... He's there. He's here. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, he, he is. He <laughs> proved himself. He's on a nice win streak. Yeah. and He looked, he looked great. And, and, and he looked spectacular. Yeah. Um, so I think, I don't know if it was you, I think Cello asked me um, where he was from because when they show uh, where he fights out of, um, he, his flag is the Kyrgyzstan flag, but he's fighting out of Thailand. Interesting. Which is interesting. Um, that's pretty cool. I mean, um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I just thought, I just thought that was something that's something fun to point out. Um, yeah, he called out Vince Vaughn. We already talked about that, though. That's still very funny. Um, but we can move on to the the main event of the evening, the one that everyone was yapping about. Um, Rob Font versus Jose Aldo, um, and. Rob Font, I have to say, the 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 fight he he fought here reminded me a lot of his fight with um, Rafael Asuncao, um, a fight he had a while ago, a fight he ended up losing. But Asuncao at the time, that was peak Asuncao, and since then Asuncao's lost to Garbrandt, Cody Garbrandt yep. recently. Um, San, there's yeah, he's he on lost three. Spider Man too. Wait, no, he didn't. No, that's a different yeah, different Marlon. <laughs> Marlon Marais. Um, but that's three three losses in a row uh, from a Sun Sal right after beating Rob Font. Yeah. Um, so obviously he's been on the the downslope. But I saw shades of Jose Aldo's game mirrored a lot of what a Sun Sal did against uh, Rob Font. He worked behind the leg kick especially the, the outside leg kick. Mm-hmm. Um, worked behind the jab as well. Font, font often threw the jab, and Aldo did a great job at returning with a leg kick. He did that quite a bit. And that, that I believe, um, is something that Asuncao did very well too. And just counterpunching in general. Um, Rob Font, you're not going to beat Rob Font if you throw first. You need to throw second. You need to throw fourth. 
in order to, and that's what Aldo did. That's what Aldo did, and that's why I believe he got it done. Um, Great he, insight. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying my best. I, I, I try to do my more and more research as these episodes progress. Yeah, so. no kidding. Um, I, I think the cards were, uh, it was 50-45 Aldo, 49-46 Aldo, and 50-45 Aldo. So the only round that Rob Font got was the it's third humorous. round on one card. But yeah, spectacular uh, performance by Aldo. He um, clearly prepared well for this fight. He knew, he knew what Rob Font was. He yep. knew that he was going to work behind the jab. And um, he responded. Yep. And he proved, he proved a lot of the people who picked against him wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people... Uh, including me, including including me as well. I did. Uh, we both had Rob Font. Yeah. Cello was the only one that had uh, had Jose Aldo, and that might be because he doesn't know who Rob Font is. <laughs> so, but everyone knows I, Jose Aldo, King of Rio. I hardly know either of them. You know Aldo because of Rick well, yeah, 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 yeah. But um, also I saw a, a, a clip afterward. I believe in the post-fight presser, they asked um, Aldo. Aldo had said in a recent interview that McGregor could take the belt back. And they asked him why he, I know, even like you're giving me a look like, oh, come on. I don't I, think so, man. I, don't, I think a lot of people disagreed with Aldo in that, in that moment. But Aldo and McGregor hold a very, they, they have a very mutual respect for each other, uh-huh. especially after the fight they went through. That's rare to um, see Conor have with Another with fighter. with a lot of yeah. yeah well I mean I think he had that with Poirier and then Poirier beat him so it's and, like a power yeah. dynamic thing with McGregor he he respects you until yeah. you beat him well the one of the very interesting things I saw with McGregor was the uh, Mayweather fight mm-hmm. where they were doing so much like trash talking the beginning like very personal and like it was very heated and then after the fight they like. Like had an embrace and like Connor said a bunch of nice things about him. I remember watching that and yeah. being like, "What? Like, who <laughs> is this guy?" I just think that's Mayweather's whole. Um, that's Mayweather's brand, and I believe McGregor was mirroring it there. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if you watched the uh, Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul fight. I hope you didn't. Oh my gosh! Actually. I actually. I don't know if I watched all of it, but I think I watched some or I saw some clips or something. I know after that fight, um, Floyd Mayweather was hyping up, uh, not Jake Paul, Logan Paul. He was hyping up Logan Paul. He was like, oh, he's a, he's a great guy to go that many rounds with me or whatever. Um, but I also know in the post-fight, he, he, called it, um, he called it highway robbery by basically, I believe, I, this, we're going into uh, possible conspiracy territory, all right? There okay. are people that say that Floyd Mayweather may have bet on um, Logan Paul to go the distance against him because he didn't go for the finish. He never went for the finish. Oh. So, and he talked a lot about in the post-fight presser how much money he made off of this fight. Now, he did make a lot of money. Yeah. But Floyd wouldn't be talking about that unless he did something that he called it highway robbery. He said it was one... One of the easiest like paydays he's ever had. Um, well, obviously I mean, true, fighting like, Logan Paul yeah, that makes sense. He probably didn't like do much more training regimen than like he was already doing. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah that's true. But he trains like crazy. Well, yeah, I'm sure. And so, like, so he probably just maybe did like a little more cardio or something. Like, yeah. had a maybe. Oh, he, I, he definitely didn't have to cut because 
Was there like a hundred pound weight difference between the two? Oh yeah, no, they, they they I don't even think they fought at the same weight. It yeah. wasn't like a sanctioned yeah. bout. I mean, it they only went how it wasn't a full like twelve round boxing match. It was the main event of the evening, and I think it went only I think it was only like six six or eight rounds. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's not it's it wasn't a real boxing match. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't they say that like they wouldn't? Declare a winner. Yeah, there was there was gonna be no winner. It was oh, because it was an exhibition fight, yeah, which is which, just like which makes sense because he didn't want to give up his the, fifty and zero losing. Yeah, the off chance ball. that Floyd loses, which I mean, yeah, there's no chance in hell he was going to, but like you don't want that on your record, like no, it would hurt so much more being not because Logan's just a way bigger guy than him too. So yeah, I guess there was a chance that Floyd got knocked out, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um. All right. Oh, well, we got kind of kind of got way off topic. We there. we started at Jose Aldo and we we ended up at Floyd Mayweather versus Logan Ball. <laughs> <laughs> we do this often. Wow. We just go off on on our little tangents. Yeah. I love them though. I, lo- I know they I love are, they're so much fun. Might be my favorite part of the podcast is when we just go off on little tangents. Um, that's that's the card, isn't it? That's you that was the card. I mean, I kind of want to pull up the performance bonuses. Um, okay. Because I I should have uh, put those on here, but I forgot to. Um, we'll I could it. give my own performance bonuses. I think Fazeev versus Riddell yeah. was. Um, I agree. Fight of the night. Um, I'll give one to uh, Jamal Hill for yeah. a spectacular knockout. I want to give one to Manil Cobb. Yeah. I don't know if if he he's in the top two for performance bonuses. But um, he was my lock of the week, so and he had a spectacular first round finish. Yeah. Um, here we go. Here are the bonuses. I'll pull them up. But that that's that's who I he would only give gives the, out fifty thousand bonuses. So he only gave out. Oh no, he gave out a lot more than that. So fight of the night, he gave it to the women, Blissmith and Martin. Okay. Um, that fight was okay. I, 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 who is I, this guy? Who's what? Brett. Oh, oh, this isn't the guy that gives them out. He's okay. just a. Br- Br- he's just shout reporting out, on shout them. Shout out Breck o- Brett Akamoto. He's uh, he's with ESPN. He okay. does he does a lot of he tweets out a lot. Okay. So, um, but these sense. are the bonuses. So yeah, Vlismus versus um, Cheyenne Vlismus versus Mallory Martin was fight of the night. Mm-hmm. Performance of the night: um, Clay Guida, Chris Curtis, um, Jamal Hill, and then I'm glad Fazeev at least Fazeev. got a bonus. Yeah. But yeah. He got the bonus for the spinning wheel kick. All those performances make sense. Oh, yeah. I wish Comp would have been in there, but... Oh, Benel Cop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. But, um, I mean, I think the the four fights that got it, Guida definitely deserved it. He choked out a jujitsu black belt. Yeah. Chris Curtis was, like, a huge underdog, yep. and he had a spectacular knockout. Hill, almost all of, like, media personnel were counting Hill out, and he made... He made sure to note of that when he got his win. Yep. And then um, Fazeev, obviously, with the spinning wheel kick. So, um, yeah, no, that's a lot of bonuses. He gave out six bonuses. So are they 50000 apiece? Yes, 50000 each. Okay. So um, That's not what, bad. But it could be better. It could be better. <laughs> it could be a lot better. It could be a lot better. Yeah. Dana, Dana you should do better. We yeah. we expect oh. more of you, all right? We expect a lot more of you. All your fighters are gonna go fight for Triller Fight Club now. Yeah, they're gonna go fight with Jake and Logan Paul. Mm-hmm. And the uh, how do you feel about that? And the triangle ring, the triad. 
Is that you what it about is? this? No, please okay. talk about this. So, I don't know, like, why I know all this, but Triller started, like, with Jake. They initially started with Jake Paul, but they have since, like, parted ways. Um, and, yeah. They're is this being, it? Yeah, so it's the Triller. They uh, basically stole this um, this Dada ring 5, from a company. No, they stole it from Dada 5000. Dada 5000 is, like the main rival of um, Kimbo Slice. Oh. Well, there's some company that, like, makes these and has a, I don't know if a patent or, like, it's just their IP or something, but Triller, like, made their own and, like, is marketing it as their own, so they're being sued for this, but the uh, owner of Triller, whatever his name is, um, what is it, Ryan Cavanaugh, there's a Thing. They had Nick Cannon host the their most recent event, and he was inviting Dana to come see how they how you actually put on like a fighting, like a whole like event. He was, just kept calling out Dana. It's like, oh, you got to pay your fighters, Dana. Like, just so interesting that <laughs> oh man, these fights, which you never really hear about, is like, and he's calling out Dana. It's like, oh, I'll show you how to put on an event. It's like, oh. I think Dana is doing an Dana. all right job. He's not paying the. The guys maybe well. Dana's enough, doing something right. He's, he's got doing the, something right. He's got the best fight promotion in the world. Yeah. So, I mean, and everyone's trying to make a fight promotion out. Yeah. Habib has his own fight promotion, Eagle FC. I wouldn't be surprised. And like, like yeah. you said, everybody's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Um, this is hilarious. I pulled up the your Trigon, Triller steals Trigon from Dada Five Thousand. Yeah. Announces Triad Combat for November twenty seventh. They're, they're being sued for this. Has this happened? Yeah. November twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. Should, I, should we look up Triad Combat and see who sure, fought yeah. here? Just look up uh, Triller Fight Club. Frank Mir. Oh, Frank Mir fought? No way. Oh, he got knocked out. Oh. Knocked out on his feet by Kubrat Pulev. But Frank Mir is... Is that, um, is that Kubrat in the picture there? My guess is that is Kubrat. Is this Nick Cannon? Yeah, Nick that Cannon Nick hosted. Cannon. Nick Cannon hosted. Yeah, and this brings into question, what Nick? What won't Nick Cannon do? What won't Nick Cannon do? Mm-hmm. Did you see Nick Cannon's... He um, won't stop having kids. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw earlier this week there was like a, a picture of Nick Cannon hosting something. Th- and this is it. Oh, oh, I, I don't know if it was this oh, okay. in particular, but um, here... Allow me to to real quick type in Nick Cannon apostrophe s Cannon. Do you know about this? No. Um, why did that come up? Oh geez. Oh, we probably oh, should geez. talk about this. Nick Cannon's. Oh. This is extremely new news. Yeah. Well, I looked this up um, yeah, to talk not. about Nick Cannon hosting something and Twitter going crazy over the bulge in his pants, but um. Oh. Which is extremely inappropriate to bring up. You do know about this, right? I did see that. <laughs> um, but I wanna, I wanna send prayers out to Nick Cannon. I just learned this just now. His five-month-old son died of brain cancer. Yeah. So I, that's horrible. The joke about Nick having kids did not in. Oh, I geez. did not mean that at all. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I did not know about that. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. I am. I, I Our thoughts and prayers. Thoughts to you and, and prayers family. to you and your family at this time. That was extremely inappropriate. Yeah, of us. it was, man. <laughs> Um, but congratulations on on hosting Triad uh, Triad Combat. You hosted a Frank Mir fight. That's that's amazing. That's like you should put that in your resume. I mean, he gets he does everything nowadays. So his resume is just the hosted that Frank picture of him hosting whatever he was with, hosting with Ku, with Kubrat Pulev. Um, that guy so looks, 
he like, looks like a... I don't even know what looks, he looks like. Well, he's he a heavyweight. Like a, he, looks he looks like a massive. bear, though. Um, absolute animal. Here, here's the, the how, stoppage. How would right you here. feel about fighting... Look at Frank Mir. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Look at Frank Mir. Gosh, man. Oh, he's out on his feet. They stopped it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great stoppage. That's Dan Mergliata. I don't know why he didn't stop it sooner. Dan Mergliata did this fight. That's awesome. Look at him. He, oh, he's out The ref was... Feet. Before oh, he even geez, stopped, Frank it was Mir. in between the two. Oh, man. How do you feel about fighting in a triangle? How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's 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 not the like the that's not even in like my top five in shapes I want to fight in. No, I mean I can name like uh, octagon. Obviously, yeah. is probably pretty good. Pen- circle, circle, pentagon. Pentagon would even be fine. Yeah, the lower you get in points, square. I mean square is great. Yeah, that but works. You get you get to three sides. You get yeah. to a triangle. That's limiting your movement significantly. Yeah, because imagine getting. Box in one of those corners. There's nowhere to go. I that's mean, I guess happened, the that's same what thing. happened to him in this clip yeah. here. He just like stumbles into the triangles uh, corner, and Dan Mergliata thankfully steps in first anything. round. Wow, that looks like it might have been a good fight. I mean, if he was out on his feet, they don't. I, I think it was pay per view, so they're not going to show us well, um, no, the finish. Obviously, unfortunately, we didn't tune in to Triad Combat One. Yeah. Maybe we we'll, maybe we should check out Triad Combat too. I will not be tuning in. <laughs> so the one thing Triad I wanted to Combat say about Dada, Dada Five Thousand because I brought him up before. Um, I was looking at this article about the and it says related Dada Five Thousand. I was poisoned before Kimbo flight. Oh. So this is a while ago. This is like when he fought Kimbo a while ago. Mm-hmm. But he claimed that he was poisoned before the fight so that he could destroy me. I don't think Kimbo needed to poison anybody. I don't, I don't think Kimbo Kimbo poisoned him with his fist. Look yeah, his <laughs> poison. That's hilarious. Poison oh with man, his fist. Dada, so Dada five thousand. You know, Triller stole your stole your triangle ring. Your your Kimbo slice poisoned you. Yeah. What's next? I mean, what's oh, yeah. next for Dada five thousand? It's too bad. It's too bad. Um, yeah, sued by Dada five thousand. Yeah. This is. Yeah, it's like it a actually happened. Yeah, it's an ongoing suit. Oh, yeah, this is very like, new. Very new news. Yeah. For alleged Trigon ring ripoff. Mm-hmm. Well, I think good luck to him on on suing Triller. Triller has enough money to be paying Nick Cannon to host um uh this yeah. this first event that they've ever held. They have they have a lot of money. Deep pockets. So, um good luck to him on that. That'll be tough. Yeah, there's I mean there's a Variety article. Um, What's this about? About uh, about the uh, co-owner, the the founder of Triller. Um, his ex-partner alleged him of accused him in open court of running a Ponzi scheme. Oh my so this god! Is an interesting backstory. This what? is all according to a Variety article too. So oh, I will. I want you to find that because I want to hear about that. Okay. But while you're finding that, I'd like to talk about my lock of the week. Actually, I won't get into that quite yet because this is very off topic. Oh my gosh, um, look at this. Oh, you found it. No. No? Does Ryan Kavanaugh look like Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> does he? Is it, He kind of does. He kind of does. He looks like a young, young, like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's very odd that that's, that's what came up. Is this the co-owner of Triller? Ryan Kavanaugh? Yeah. Um, How Triller became Ryan Kavanaugh's biggest comeback. Ponzi scheme. Let's talk. Triller's a Ponzi scheme. Accused by ex-partner of running a Ponzi scheme. It was, it was like redacted. I think he, uh, his partner like took it back, but it's still interesting. Wow. 
I, w- I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. The other thing that, like, who's yeah, basically... Yeah, he steals the, just a triangle ring. Yeah. Getting sued for that, like he's any other shape is better than a triangle, and you have to steal it too. Yes, don't fight in a triangle. Come on. Otherwise, you get Frank Mir uh, in the corner of the triangle, like out on his feet. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't. You won't have you, that in an octagon. No. Because you can't. Like he was literally slumped into the. Yeah. Even that's a, ironic even a, that that's the way the first main event ended was that way. Yeah. Too. I mean, good ending. I'm sure it was a good fight too. I'm sure it was a good fight. All right, Maybe should we, we should uh, go back and watch it. Yeah. Another let's, tangent. Yeah, we do these often. We need like like a what is it like a tangent alert? Yeah, <laughs> like a soundbite like tangent alert. We need kind of like oh, this is a tangent. Yeah, we we can, don't worry about this. We should add that. Um, let's talk about my lock of the week. Yeah, I did a lot of research this week on lock of the week for next week. For next week, you were obviously, doing a lot of obviously, yeah. Um, I I looked high and low. All right, I looked for a reason to pick someone other than this as my lock of the week. Cause I'm like, obviously, this is everyone's lock of the week. All right, it's, it's come on, all right? But mm-hmm. I had to, yeah. I, want, I wanted to pick Miranda Maverick. Erin Blanchfield has impressed me with her grappling skills. Yeah. I, want, I wanted to pick Miranda Maverick. I wanted to pick um, Pedro Munoz over uh, Dominic Cruz. But, but I, 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 don't, I don't know, you I don't know. It's, it's just, it's not a lock, all right? Mm-hmm. You know what was a lock? What was it? The Sugar Show. Mm-hmm. Sean O'Malley. All right. Uh, Undefeated. Uh, 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 Undefeated. Yeah. 12 and oh. 12, uh, tw- oh, I think he's more than that now. He might be 13 and oh, or maybe oh. even 14. We're, we're referring to in one of the, uh, one of Sean O'Malley's like past fights. Oh, 14 and one now. 14 and he, oh. Yeah. <laughs> the announcer was calling him as 12 and one record and Sean put up a, a big zero and where instead of the- Because uh, in his mind, he- one, He didn't lose. Um, Which, in like, his mind, he doesn't consider this a loss because it, it, it was a- um, Did Chito he get Vera, like, hurt by an in- injury? Yeah, Cheeto Vera um, hit him with a leg kick and it basically shut his leg off and- he got finished on the ground after that. That's a loss, man. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's a loss. I, like, um, I hate to see to it for you, Sean. But. Um, and Chio just had a great win over um, Frankie Edgar um, on the Miocic Cormier. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. That was, that was when they fought. It was on the Usman Covington card. So oh. we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk yes. about that, that fight, too. It's all um, coming full circle. Big fan of Marlon Chido Vera. He's uh, spectacular. I picked him in that fight. I picked him by knockout, and he had an amazing front kick KO. So, um, yeah, no, Marlon Vera, that's his only, lo- that's his only loss. I'm going to use air quotes on loss because yeah. he doesn't even consider it a loss. Yeah. Um, let's look I, at his – I hope he doesn't lose, in quotes, <laughs> again. I, 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 hope he, I hope he wins this weekend. I have him by, by KO. Um, if, you, um, if betting is legal in your state – um, his odds are currently plus one ten. Yep. Um, by KO, so uh, that's om- that's pretty much even money. So whatever whatever you put on it, that's how much you're gonna make back. Um, of course, if this happens, it's my lock of the week, so it's going to happen. But I I would agree. I love <laughs> I love Sean O'Malley. So much fun to watch. Um, let me give let me since I did my research here. Let me let me explain why this yep. is going to happen. All right. You this is this is my lock of the week. Um, Holly and Paiva is who O'Malley is fighting this weekend. Um, he is currently ranked 15 at bantamweight. 
So um, ideally, if O'Malley wins this, he's gonna have a number next to his name. So I, I would hope big so. motivator, yeah. big motivator for him. This will be the second time he's had that opportunity because Cheeto was ranked when he fought him, oh. and he lost to Cheeto. Yeah. So um, this will be his first opportunity. Obviously, if he wins this week, handedly. I mean, if it's a close fight, maybe not. But mm-hmm. um, if he wins, ideally, by come Monday, he'll have a number next to his name. Um, Let's hope. Halian Paiva is 15. Um, the reason he's 15 is because in his last fight, he had a majority decision over uh, Kyler Phillips. Kyler Phillips, by the way, um, tra- uh, is a is a training partner of Sean O'Malley. Oh my gosh! So um, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Kyler Phillips, uh, the referee for this fight was. Um, you can read that if you if you want. Do you see do you see that name there? Uh, Keith. Does it say let him die. <laughs> does that say Does that say let him die? I believe that's Keith. No nonsense, Peterson. No nonsense. <laughs> Keith, let him die, Peterson. How lucky is he to have two nicknames? Oh, he has. Oh, I think he has many more than two. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, isn't it big? No, it's, no, it's, it's big, big John uh, McCarthy. Big John McCarthy. Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> Keith Peterson's. Uh, he's not the biggest. Not the biggest ref, but yeah. he is. He is one that doesn't stop fights. All right. He doesn't like to stop fights. No. Um, this fight uh, between Paiva and and Phillips, um, in my opinion, it was a all out 10-8. Um, Phillips, Phillips outstruck uh, Paiva by 30-plus strikes in the first round. He knocked him down three times. Jeez. If this is a boxing match, that fight's over. Yeah. All right? That, the fight's over. Now, he didn't stop the fight. That's fine. I, I, do, I don't think Paiva was ever out. So it's not a horrible thing. And obviously, it's Keith Peterson. So he's only going to stop it if, like, it's, it needs stopped. Yeah. Um, but... The fact that two this is what what irks me is Chris Lee and Eric Cologne both scored this round 10-9 Phillips. They didn't give him a 10-8. That's a that's a 10-8 round. Yeah. That's a that's a clear 10-8 round. And as a result, um this 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 made Kyler Phillips exhausted. Mm-hmm. He tired out and he lost the last two rounds. Piva came back. He he looked he looked like the better man in the last two rounds, and he won them both. So even if you can make the argument, yeah, um, it shouldn't have been stopped in the first round, at least you could have gone uh, – most most people, as you can see here by all the media scores, scored this one as a draw. As a draw. As a, as a 28-28 draw. And yeah. that's what I thought it was too. Clearly 10-8 first round, 10-9 for Paiva last two rounds. So he, should, he shouldn't be ranked. Now here's the here's the here's the fun thing that I, I'll put out there. Um, Phillips w- it was number fourteen at the time. Okay. Oma- o- it would benefit the UFC to see O'Malley as ranked, right? Especially with how think, he's fighting. People. Yeah. I mean, he's above a. Who is it? Who's on the uh, prelims? The, oh, the oh, we can we can talk we can talk about ranked that. Who are fighting? So um, O'Malley, real quick. This is another. T- Tangent alert. Yeah. Um, so O'Malley is currently beefing with Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz. Who's, um, he's a commentator for the UFC, and he's still fighting in the UFC. He fights this Saturday on the prelims. He's, he's ranked He's now. a commentator, and he's ranked? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Oh, Dominic Cruz is a legend. Yeah. Um, if he's not in the Hall of Fame, he will be very soon, especially oh, being a commentator. Yeah, of course. Um, he's a shoe in for the Hall of Fame. But, um, yeah, no, he's a two-time bantamweight champion. 
Um, he's 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 a legend. Dominic Cruz is a legend, and he's at the end of his rope. I mean, he's he's thirty six now, so he's thirty five or thirty six. Yeah, he's getting there. He's he's getting towards the end of his career. Um, O'Malley has called him out numerous times, and this week he has basically held his L finger to his forehead and done the little Fortnite dance. Okay. Um, toward Dominic Cruz. <laughs> um, Doing his little Fortnite dance. Yeah, because he's not ranked, and he's fighting on the main card. And it's just because he's a bigger draw. Yeah. He's a bigger draw. So he's it, the name that people want to see fighting right yeah. now. And it would Dominic make sense Cruz, for him for him to be ranked. I mean, if they're already mm-hmm. putting him on the main card as an unranked, like, mm-hmm. and imagine the, the people that he would fight as yeah. a ranked like just yeah. being ranked. I, I, he's going to fight he, a lot bigger names. He's going to fight bigger names, and it's going to look really good yeah. with a number next to his name. I want him to fight bigger names and like ranked opponents. Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is his chance. Yeah, He better step up. I mean, this is this will be his second chance at fighting a ranked opponent. He lost to Cheeto. We'll see what happens here. Um, we can get into, uh, and we will get into a, a lot more O'Malley next week. Oh, we'll be talking a whole uh, O'Malley. O'Malley might be all we talk about next week. Who knows? I wouldn't be. O'Malley's basically the main event. Who's who's fighting? Dustin Poirier, Charles Oliveira. Mm. Who cares about that? Yeah, who cares? Just kidding. That fight's gonna be spectacular. That is gonna be spectacular. Oh man, a lot of great fights coming next week. I hope you guys tune in. Um, all right, tangent alert over. Yep. Real quick, I'll talk about this and then we can uh, we can wrap it up because we're at an hour right now. Um, so Paiva beats Phillips, who's ranked 14th, to get his ranking. This is Paiva's first fight at bantamweight. He had originally been at flyweight, mm. where he went two and two. Um, he lost to Kaikar France, who's fighting Garbrandt this Saturday, yep. and he also lost to another flyweight. But he, <laughs> I'm gonna pull it up right now. Sorry, <laughs> I should have wrote his losses down. But he lost to Rogerio Bontarin, mm. uh, another ranked uh, flyweight. He beat Mark De La Rosa who um, has lost, I don't even know if he's still signed to the UFC. He's lost four in a row. Very, very weak opponent. Yep. And he also beat, oh. Zalgis. Our, our man. Zumagulov. Our man, Borat himself. Mm-hmm. Zalgis Zumagulov. Now, I watched this fight earlier today because I was like, oh, I got I to gotta make sure that, that O'Malley is the lock, right? Mm-hmm. I, so I watched the, the uh, Zumagulov versus Paiva fight. Shumagulov outstruck him in all three rounds. Oh, yeah, you were telling me this. Yeah, he outstruck him in all three rounds. He got kicked in the groin twice in the third round. Yep. Second one was, first one was arguably blatant. Second one was almost definitely blatant. (laughs) Um, And the second one happened with like five seconds left in the fight right after Jalkis had um, landed a one-two combo. So Jalkis lands a, a left jab, right hook, and Paiva just knees him right in the groin. And because there's five seconds left, the ref doesn't stop the fight. He's just like, oh, let's let it play out. Yeah. So it was, fi- it was only five seconds left in the fight, but Jalkis is holding his groin for the last five seconds of just the fight. Backing away. When, when <laughs> like, he could have been finishing it. Like, yeah. Jal- it just bothers me. I don't even feel like Paiva won that fight. I don't think he won that fight, and I don't even. I think the fight against Phillips was a draw, and if it isn't Keith Peterson, that fight might be stopped in the first round. Mm-hmm. So the fact that the, he's strung together three wins 
I'm going to use wins in quotation. Yeah. Now he gets O'Malley. He gets fed to the beast. He's gonna. He's gonna. Can't he's wait. Gonna, He's gonna be he's gonna be fighting a man on a mission who wants a number next to his mm-hmm. name. He wants he's been calling out Pewter Yawn, Dominic Cruz, and yeah. by he I mean Sean O'Malley. Yes. Um, he, he Sean O'Malley, he he wants to fight the big name opponents. Yeah. He needs that number next to his name to do it, and that is what he's gonna do mm-hmm. this weekend. All right. I want him to get to into the top ten and then get his ass beat by like a wrestler <laughs> or something. He's gonna fight like Marab Divaleshi, yeah, and just just get abused yeah. on the ground. Yeah. He's gonna, I I, I think and that's then, inevitably gonna happen. And nev- like it, I feel like it is. And yeah. and if he doesn't figure that out, he'll never. It'll be he'll ever his, get uh, like too too far. It'll be his uh, Habib moment. Yeah, or his uh, even Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a grappler, and he beat McGregor. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, but um, that's all it takes. We're at an hour and five minutes now. I'm gonna quickly, um, because she wanted she she wants she wants me to ask her every week. So I think she I'm gonna make to it the outro or I, she just wanted to answer a question. So what? Who knows? She might not even answer. I'm gonna ask her. Just ask her who is she picks between Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier? Okay. So. Oh, that's tough. That's All tough. Right. That's tough. So why don't we why don't we uh, end it here by. Uh, Picking the main event, and then we'll do the rest of our. We'll release the rest of our picks later this week. But um, I know I'm putting you on the spot. I know. But this is a huge fight this weekend. Obviously, uh, the undisputed champion Charles Oliveira coming off a fantastic title win over Michael Chandler, mm-hmm. overcoming adversity, um, coming out in the second round, swinging guns blazing yep. and knocking him out, um, and. Michael Chandler is not an easy person to knock out. We saw that in the Justin Gaethje fight. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Chandler is spectacular. So, obviously, the win there, he's the champion against Dustin Poirier. Coming off back-to-back wins. I mean, the second one, obviously, McGregor broke his ankle. But yep. back-to-back victories over Conor McGregor. Um, and he's on top of the world. He's got businesses all over the place wanting to sign deals with them. He's just... A, He's just a man from Louisiana at heart, though, and yeah. and I think he's gonna be locked in for this fight. What do you think? <laughs> um, I don't know. I want. I I don't know if I want them to Oliveira to win as I much as I much want like Poirier to lose. So I think I'm just gonna go with like what I want to happen, so I can like enjoy who I'm rooting for. Of course. I do think it'll be a great fight, and my professional sense I don't know what's gonna happen but my pick is what's your, what's your prediction you got Oliveira yeah alright I think, I think it goes to is Ben's pick decision or third round finish well it'll be a five round fight so oh five rounds yeah cause main event title fight still same still you think it's gonna be late late finish or, mm-hmm. or a decision yeah I think that's a fair fair thing to come up with I mean Oliveira has had 19 UFC fights and he has 17 finishes yeah in 19 fights. See, I think it's a Oliveira third round finish. I'm still oh, I'm sticking right, to the third right. round. What, what do you do? You want to do? You want to go a little further and say whether it's going to be a sub or a KO? No, no. <laughs> just, I'm not just, get finish, just a finish. Just a finish. Just right. a finish. All right. Um. Oh. Oh man. Or well, I've so looked, excited for next week. I we can't. We can't spoil it all. Let's. You don't want. Me, you don't want me to spoil my pick. Oh. Do, oh. Do you not pick? I haven't picked yet. I, oh, okay. said, I just oh. wanted to know your opinion oh, okay. first. I, I wanted you me. to go first. I thought you picked Poirier. 
Well, I, I, I thought about this a whole lot. I think Poirier is definitely he's he's definitely the the oh man, it's so hard to pick this fight. My heart is telling me a hundred percent to pick Charles Oliveira mm -hmm. because the way he came out in that Michael Chandler fight, um, out in the second round, he he knew he lost the first round yeah. and he knew he had to came out come out swinging looking you have for to a win the second. You have you have to win the second. Well, it's is, a title it was fight. A, well, it was five rounds, so doesn't matter though. Okay, true. If you if you lose the first fight, it, it is round. Thank mm -hmm. you. Um, it's your job to come back and. And, even it and even it out and he did he won that he won that second round yeah he, he didn't just win fight. the round he he knocked him out yeah yeah so I, I, my heart and then he celebrated in the crowd and that's Jose Aldo did that back in the day and that mm. was huge and no one's really done that since with all the um, all the fans yeah he jumped in the crowd with all the fans but I'm trying to think of like all like the security people like chasing oh, him like hey sure. Charles like stop dripping blood on the fans um, <laughs> you're bleeding profusely <laughs> like please come back in the ring we haven't even raised your hand um, yet wasn't um, the last time somebody like celebrated with the fans wasn't that um, was that Masvidal McGregor uh, Masvidal I don't uh, I, I don't know I'm, I'm talking about the one where he jumps into the um, he like tries to fight like somebody in like the other team's corner or something. Oh, you're thinking of Habib and Habib, uh, Habib, Habib and McGregor. Just climbed yeah. over the the uh, the octagon and just just yeah, went just for somebody. Jumped at him. That was that he was trying to get away before. That was oh yeah, yeah, just just a friendly, <laughs> just just a nice thank celebration. Thank you for fighting me. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was a uh, that rivalry is crazy because they both. Have no respect for no. each other at all. Um, I know before that fight, they had the trolley incident where Habib was on the bus, and McGregor knew he was on that bus, and he threw the trolley. You know, you know what I'm talking about? That was no. huge news. Oh, McGregor, he got he got like he went to court for this. McGregor, he um, threw a trolley. McGregor trolley bus. Here's this. Oh, Conor McGregor, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So here it is. This is oh, TMZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is him. He picks up a, yeah, and threw it, breaking a window. He injured two fighters that were supposed to fight on the card. In Holy this, shit, man. Habib was on the bus, and Habib's like, "Oh, like if he wants to fight, send me location. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, like I will come to you. I will fight. Like, oh my gosh. That's that's that was the origin of send me location, and that was before." Um, they fought, and he jumped in the crowd afterward. He d he does not. They don't like each other. Oh, but clearly I think not. That's, but I think that's obvious. So yeah. Um. All right. Well, is that it? I oh, I still haven't picked. I just oh go on tangents. Tangent alert. Pick somebody. Already. All right. I'm just gonna go with my heart. I'm gonna go with my heart. I'm just. I want Charles Oliveira to beat Dustin Poirier. There it is. I want I want him to beat him. I think Poirier. Poirier has never been an undisputed champ. He was an interim champ. Never been undisputed champ. Mm -hmm. He's going to be extremely motivated. Yeah, Oliveira no has tasted what this is like, mm -hmm. and I don't think he wants. I don't think he wants it to to, to, to leave. No. He doesn't want. He doesn't want it to end. I am going to pick. I believe he's the underdog. No way. Charles Oliveira plus one forty currently. Okay. Um, I won't go as far as saying he's my lock of the week. Obviously, that's O'Malley. Um, but 
That's going to be a great fight. I'm just so no, excited for next week. Yeah. Um, Amanda Nunes yep. and Juliana Pena, obviously the, the co-main. We won't um, don't want to don't want to just gloss over odds, that. Man, Holy Nunes crap. is yeah, she's a minus 900 currently Jeez. over Juliana Pena, but that's just because it's she's the goat. Yeah, it's Amanda Nunes. Yeah, can't wait for her to fight Valentina Shevchenko. Every time I talk about mm. Shevchenko or Nunes, I need mm-hmm. to bring up that they need to fight again. Yep. Um. And also, shout out to Valentina Shevchenko. She just, uh, she was just in a movie with Halle Berry. Did you know this? We'll 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 end on this. No. But um, Halle Berry just released a movie on Netflix. I watched it um, with my dad over Thanksgiving. Um, it was pretty cool. It's called Bruised, um, and it's about it's about an MMA fighter. And Halle Berry uh, fights Valentina Shevchenko at the end of the movie. Like, oh my god, that's like it's it's. Uh, did Halle Berry that, win? I, I oh, think, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil the movie. Yeah, yeah you got to watch. You gotta tune in. It's a great movie. Um, I recommend it to anyone. Obviously, I'm an MMA fan, so that's it kind of caters to that. Yeah. But I think it's a good movie in general. Halle Berry, uh, it's her directorial debut. She directed oh, well. it. She so, directed and starred in it? Mm-hmm. She was the ma- main character and was... So here's like a little highlight stuff. Good for Halle Berry. Stuff. But yeah, no. Great fight. Great fight between Halle Berry and uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah. That's Valentina, so weird that her first her directorial debut is like a women's MMA movie. Yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? That's kind of cool though. It's like a. I I just love like a, her bringing uh, eyes to to the sport too. Yeah. Like um, obviously people will watch that not even knowing what MMA is, mm-hmm. just being like, oh, I'm a Halle Berry fan. Yeah. So, um, that's really cool to see. I think um, Rose Nami Yunus, um, versus Zhang Wei Li. Halle Berry handed uh, Rose the the belt. Oh no so, way! Um, I so think she, that was she like, must be a fan. Well, I think it was kind of like as a publicity for her movie too. Okay. But but um, it was a really cool thing to see. Um, yeah, um, I think this says robbery. Who really won? That's pretty funny that they thought they probably thought John Whaley. Whaley Are you won. a podcaster? We're getting an ad about being podcasters, That's recording a podcast. So so meta of us. Yeah, so here's Halle Berry strapping the belt onto, you can see her right here. Yeah. But that's her strapping the belt onto Thug Rose. So she got to be a part of that. Obviously, I mean, if you have someone as big as Valentina Shevchenko in your movie, UFC is going to want to do that. But yeah, go watch Bruised. Great movie. Highly recommend. Mm -hmm. Um, Charles Oliveira is going to win next week. Yes, he is. And so is Sean O'Malley. So is Sean O'Malley. Um, a lot of other great fights. Kaikara France uh, versus Cody Garbrandt. Be sure to talk about that one. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, Jeff Neal versus San- uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio. Jeff Neal. Ryan Hall is fighting on the prelims. Ooh, My guy, Ryan yes. Hall, master of the 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming off a loss. I think he'll be hungry. We'll see what happens. He's fighting Derek Minner. So um, quite a few uh, great storylines going to next week. Um, yeah, I think we'll, that. we'll end it here. Uh, I want to thank everyone for uh, consistently tuning in. Um, I really appreciate it. I know Ben does too. No, I don't at all. <laughs> I'm kidding. We, all, um, we both do tons. We, yeah, we really appreciate everyone who sits through and listens to us. Awesome. Listen to Ramble. our banter and yeah. rambles. So. <laughs> Um, thank you for watching the Mixed Martial Arts Street Podcast. I'm Bobby. Number four. I'm Ben. And episode number four will be coming to you next week. 
It's episode three. Yeah, I'm getting. We're, a, I'm, yeah, we're, we're already getting ahead way of ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Um, we're, we're we like to look to the future here mm-hmm. at Mixed Martial Arts Street. Yes, so. we do. Um, our light in the studio has gone off, which means that mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, it has not come it's back. It's closing on. time. It's closing time. It's time to end the episode. Thanks for watching, listening to our podcast. <laughs>